0: Hello and welcome to Juvenilia, a podcast by two idiots talking about their idiotic creations from their idiotic youth. My name's Sam, and I'm the first idiot.
1: And I guess that makes me idiot number two. Good, hello idiot God. number two. Hello Sam, that's that's it's a bit harsh to be honest. But at least you're being <laughs> equally harsh to both of us.
0: Well, I thought I would set the tone right at the top of this thing. This week we are going to be talking. About a comic creation of my own. We'll be delving into the nooks and crannies of its many facets. Billy <laughs> <laughs> really lifting the lid and <laughs> saying what made that old beast tick. You could call it a
1: deep dive. I mean, you could. If you wanted. You could call anything a deep dive if you wanted, including an actual deep dive.
0: Yes. Uh... I'm I'm immediately going to take that on a, a, an unpleasant juncture and talk about how when I was a child, some parental figure, possibly one of my parents, um, informed me that I had to be careful with puddles because you could drown even in a puddle, because if your face was submerged in it, that would be enough water. And then well, I got really scared of puddles for a while.
1: <laughs> I mean that's true, but you know only if you lie down on your front and put your face in the puddle and then black out unconscious.
0: Well, I was quite a lethargic child, so that was a... Right, yeah, you should
1: probably be careful
0: then. But it shows you that you can do a deep dive, the deepest dive, on anything, really. Even
1: in the shallowest of waters. Exactly. So let's be careful. I mean,
0: that should should really be the tagline for this whole endeavour.
1: The deepest of dives in the shallowest of waters.
0: Yes, yes. Um... But yes, uh today's offering to you good people is a comic that I created in my teenage years, Shocker, called Facial Hair. Facial hair. Facial hair. Well, that's it.
1: What <laughs> <laughs> Was I supposed to jump in and say, Sam, what what was it about?
0: I mean, I can I could definitely get to that. Uh Corbin, it's it's all about uh set of characters based loosely on my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a sort of a wry look, raising a quizzical eyebrow at their ongoings and social interactions. Except it wasn't as good as the first time I tried to do that. It didn't go on nearly as long.
1: <laughs> it certainly didn't. Okay. Le- listen. Okay. It's a four panel comic, very similar to the usual scum but laid out differently, where you've got four tiers almost and each panel basically goes all the way from left to right and you've got one two three four top to bottom and in each of those four panels something happens and you can't see the feet of the characters it's all just no like they're head and shoulders well yes they, they don't really have shoulders
0: no they're, they're sort of lumps lumps with um sort of identifying uh features and not many of those and uh it was um it was it was made digitally as well i'll say that it was uh i made it in Jask paint Shop pro 8
1: oh i um, was going to ask. A, okay.
0: using a using a mouse
1: mm. no pressure sensitivity no you can tell with the way that the, the you've drawn the hair on the characters it's all done with a single pixel width brush
0: yes I see. yeah yes. <laughs> i remember okay. thinking that that was the highlight of the, the whole the whole thing oh the hair yeah yeah. Well, no. It's... The the highlights of the whole thing were. We'll get to that in time. Um, there's something else, but yes. The the way it looks is uh, probably the thing that I have the least uh, grievance about, mm. which which is shocking because it looks looks like a pile of tods.
1: No. Um, well, I was actually going to say right. I hadn't thought a whole lot about this comic over the years, I, I must say, but I looked at it again in advance of recording this and thumbs was actually your big
0: book of scum
1: yeah <laughs> and uh, when I actually started looking at it and like thinking of questions I might ask I started to think this is actually quite it's quite good it's quite a good structure for a comic like visually the consistency and the kind of um yeah these sort of four tiers I really like it it's got something going on design
0: wise I think it was pretty consistent in that the four panels usually had the character with the main character, if I do say so myself, that was based on myself, um, being placed uh, in the same, roughly the same central position, or sort of like off to the left position in every single panel, with a couple of exceptions. Like it yeah. was very uh, pre-made in that way. I just tried to like I was basically looking to do as little extra like addition to that as possible. I'm pretty certain there's uh, one or two episodes where it's just me talking to a void by myself.
1: Uh, yeah, there's one. Oh, it's there um, I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass by saying this is our masterpiece of design, but it just it certainly got something, and I feel like with a few tweaks, it could look really interesting. Like using this basically format where you've got the four tiers, and, like you say, the kind of characters consistently in the same position it's um it, yeah it's a little hard to explain but um there's something about it that works nicely and i may have to s- steal it and try and adapt it and see how it kind of you know is this a good way of making comics because i mean the kind of extreme landscape effect of the panels it does provide a sense of like if when the character does move it really feels like they're kind of moving across space yeah. like if you compare this to squares like you did in the usual scum <laughs> There's something very static about squares.
0: Well, I definitely wanted to move away from, um, just doing the same six panel layout that I've been doing. You know, it was very much like I want to do something else.
1: Were you sick of the six panel thing?
0: I wasn't sick of it necessarily, but I, I just wanted something that I felt could, uh, I wanted something that I felt I could um, easily like make longer or shorter as the comedy, um, as the comedy continued. And uh. so like having having things run from top to bottom, um, even though they did all end up being four panels, um, like, I sort of imagined that I would do more of it initially. And when I did, I uh yeah, like I had this sort of thought that oh well, if I want to make it longer or shorter, just remove a pad panel. I don't have to like you know fill it with some random secondary joke, which I was ended up doing in uh, the usual scam. if I sort of ran out of an idea before I'd done six panels worth,
1: even though that's how a lot of the funniest stuff ended up happening.
0: yes, but I perhaps didn't have that hindsight at the time I was just like no, oh, no. this is this is cringy so um, for,
1: because it was because you did it digitally, you maybe thought, well, I'm not limited by the format of the paper I'm drawing on, so if i I can just keep adding panels and it can just become a longer and longer uh strip just going downwards and say if you were to put it online it would just be something you could scroll down however long it got to
0: yeah exactly um another yeah another borrowing from the internet comics that i was uh consuming heavily at the time oh really yeah i'm pretty certain um vg cats used to do a similar thing oh yeah i guess so they used to to go top to bottom
1: Well Scott McCloud always used to complain that uh, webcomic artists had this tendency to still try to put their comics together as pages and he was like come on if you're putting if it's a webcomic just make it one long endless scroll because <laughs> it's annoying having to sort of click through to each page
0: He's never happy is he old Scott McCloud <laughs> Not usually no
1: So did you think of this as a spin-off of the usual scum, or did you think of it as a follow-up, a sequel?
0: Defin- definitely not a, um, definitely not a uh, spin-off. Um, even though the content ma- content matter is very, very similar, this was me trying to make an honest to god uh, sequel to the usual scum. Oh I was like, right. Yeah. I, even though I was still doing some of the usual scum at the time that I made this. Um, I was sort of, I was sort of getting, uh, getting to the point of doing like the sixth season of the usual scale. I just thought, mm, I'd like to try something else. Yeah, and so I like, I thought, well, doing it on a computer would would save me time because I won't have, you know, I could just like have the characters pre drawn. They won't have like, I, I had a lot of like uh, concern about the inconsistent uh, way that I had um, drawn the. Uh, the characters in the usual scum like i felt like i could never consistently get them to look the same every time like sometimes they would look really wonky, wonky in my eyes so like the appeal of doing things digitally was definitely like in there
1: making it digitally was part of the reason why i thought it was more of a spin off it was the kind of like digital the web spin off of the usual scum like you know when in the early days of the internet you might have a tv show and they would sort of advertise like hey get online, go to our website and you can see some exclusive mini webisodes of the show. I thought this yes. was like that.
0: <laughs> the curse of the webisode. No, I I mean definitely like I feel like uh like I've obviously mentioned like that ever since I made the usual scum, I've always sort of been thinking about well what do I you know, what do I want to do next? Um and it like in in comics specifically. I think when I look at the products that I made after The Usual Scum, wanting to sort of continue making, like, funny comics, but, like, wanting to try new stuff, most are split into attempted sequels and, like, reimaginings. This is definitely a sequel because I'm not trying to just basically update doing the same thing as I was doing in... So many other products of my creative youth.
1: Mm. Did you yeah. find it? Uh, did you end up finding it easier then?
0: No, oh. no, I didn't. <laughs> that was the that was the thing. That's why there's only eight episodes. I'll, I'll put an asterisk on that. There's technically a ninth episode that only has three panels. <gasps> never, fi- never finished it. Yeah. Oh my god. Also, I'm pretty pretty certain that it was quite offensive. Pretty certain I went went broad with the ninth one and just thought, mm. you got desperate. <laughs> Best, best not
1: okay, so I guess you would have to call it a sort of failed experiment in that sense. You were trying to find something that was that looked better and that was easier to create, and it ended up not paying off. correct. How come like did, did these actually end up taking a long time to make for some technical reason?
0: they Each of them probably only took about an hour to put together at most. Um, but the problem was that I, the very thing that I was trying to, um, the very thing that I was trying to counter, uh, you know, the, the inconsistencies and the sort of the randomness of like, uh, character deviations that I had when I was drawing by hand were robbed from me along with the ability to just draw whatever came to my head quickly. Hmm like yeah. it because I was doing it with a mouse and because I wanted to make it look polished I was like really trying to make things look consistent and you, you can probably see, there's a few episodes where you can see where I've just tried to go a bit like quick with it and the character design looks very very rough
1: Yeah like episode 4 with Kevin Wilson Yes he looks like uh he kind of stands out as not looking done properly
0: he doesn't look done properly for two reasons. One, I, u- I didn't change any like thickness of brush for him. I just used the thickest brush um, for all his lines, including individualized teeth. Um, but also, I just I, I just sort of, I didn't really think about it. I just sort of was trying to get it out quickly cause I even by the fourth episode, I was like, yeah, this is this is quite limiting.
1: Man, you you were so rushed for time when you were fourteen. Well,
0: I had a lot of Halo to play.
1: Oh, of course, that was your full-time job.
0: That and texting, texting people, as I recall.
1: So, did you do a yeah? Did you do um, any pen and paper planning for this at all, or did you make no. it up on the screen?
0: No, i, I started on the sc- I started with episode one on the screen and worked oh. it out as I went along. I didn't, I didn't do any planning. I thought planning. I was in a phase of my life where I thought planning of any kind was for chumps. I was like you can just work it out as you go along. Yeah. Um and I thought planning would uh, would sap the energy out of me.
1: Well, interestingly, yeah, I mean it it can do and over the years I've tended more and more towards not planning and trying to do things more spontaneously because for that reason because I feel as though drawing and other things ended up getting they end up getting robbed of some kind of vital spirit if you do overplan them. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It's weird that this little comic has made me think quite a bit about my own current process and how I approach it. Because, you know, I'm trying to do the same thing. I'm trying to find a way of drawing comics quickly, not necessarily because it's like I'm so rushed for time, but because I want to create a kind of spontaneity rather than having to sit there for a week drawing a single page yes painstakingly, which ends up just you end up losing momentum i want to find some a way of doing things that's you know a bit quicker and you can get a bit more of a flow going and and one of the ways of doing that is uh repeating panel layouts and reusing parts of drawings as you've yes. done here
0: absolutely um like uh and i think no i think you're absolutely right like the the sort of the, the joy of spontaneity is evident upon the page um in drawing and like as, as i know that we both discussed ad nauseam like sometimes you'll you'll just be doing something very quickly and you'll put down like perhaps even just a single line that you're very very proud of yes it's just the way it hits the page you're like oh, that's a nice line yeah um but then there was just there was just none of that i and that was a hindrance that i felt with uh working digitally for a very long time until i invested in getting a um like a proper drawing tablet um, Any art that I tried to do just felt very stilted and very robotic. Not even robotic, just clunky and mechanical.
1: Yeah, drawing with a mouse is just a non-starter, really. I know there are some people who do actually do that and get good results, but I've never been able to do that at all.
0: Well, even even the very first like tablet that I had, which was which was just like a a, a very basic model, like um, working with that. Even though I had used it for quite a long time, that um, I had the same same issues. It wasn't until I got one where there was a sort of a screen behind it, so I could see immediately what I was doing, that I really got the the benefit that I was looking for.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Because I've still I have never in my life used a Cintiq or any other tablet screen. Mm. I've only ever used a classic graphics tablet, and I still do. But I I don't do really any digital drawing except just bits and pieces for for, for a laugh <laughs> yeah so maybe that's why
0: see for me i um it, it's it's weird i've i've sort of gotten to a place where um i feel that i'm a better artist digitally than i ever was with like pen and ink or you know any other media um maybe maybe i don't mean that exactly i think that the best work that i've done with pen and ink um specifically, is far better on the paper than it is um, digitally, but I think that I've made like better bits of work overall digitally because yeah. it allows me to sort of play around in the space without having to uh, invest and learn the um, the realities of different materials. I've never had a patience, if for example, for watercolors, which is a thing that I know uh, you and a number of our friends um, have like a real skill with.
1: Well, I don't know. Yeah, watercolors are a bit of a pain. And, you know, in recent years, I've just, even though I still draw digitally, I I, I will, sorry, even though I still draw with pen and paper, most of the color I do is digital because watercolor, it it takes patience. It does take time. The results when you do it are great. And yeah, I suppose in a way I, I, I regret dropping it. Not that I've totally dropped it, but yeah, any anything now that requires good, vibrant, full color, it's just, it feels a lot better to do it digitally because you can change anything at any point.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: So it ends up, you know, the whole process of creating anything digitally ends up, it feels like it's, you know, less um less painful. And especially with comics, I tend to think like... Let's say you you read back over a comic and then you and you and you find yourself thinking, "Ah, oh, it looks great, but I wish I could add a few more panels in the middle of it here." If it's on paper, that's kind of hard to do. Like you're going to have to shift forward everything on that page and then all the subsequent pages to fit in yeah. those extra panels. But potentially if you do it digitally, you know, there might be a way of uh just shifting everything forward easily. I don't know, but it's just stuff like that, like the logistical issues. Um, it forces you to plan, and then because you're planning, it ends up killing it a little bit. And it would just be nice if uh, <laughs> if there was a way of um, being able to be spontaneous on pen and paper without having to worry about getting something right.
0: I mean, I think that you know, every now and again when I'm sending... Um, like a birthday card or a letter to somebody, I'll just start drawing, usually some sort of map to indicate places that I've been or to sort of explain something that I'm talking about. And that's always a very nerve-wracking process, but I do try to enter into it as quickly as possible. I try and sort of brute force my way through um, just getting those little like, images down and trusting that, I will, that I'll have an innate ability to move the picture in my head to the page. And yeah. it works usually about forty percent of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, then often I find that I've just made a terrible mess on the lovely letter that I'm sending to someone.
1: Well, that's um, yeah, that's an interesting point because that is how it ends up being with drawing on pen and paper. You do end up have to, you do end up having to rely on your lines. subconscious. Well, yeah, you have to kind of relax your mind and just say, "I'm just going to let the composition come as it comes." and just commit to it and sort of lean into it. Um, But with digital drawing and like laying out comics digitally, it forces you to tend much more towards a kind of trial and error approach where you can give something a go and then say, hmm, I'll move that around. Oh, that needs to be a bit smaller. Or maybe I could put that bit there. Indeed. It's easy to imagine that if you were drawing digitally for a long time, it would be very hard to go back to traditional media.
0: Yes, um, although uh, I don't know, I I found myself in recent years trying to emulate the uh, the ability that I got, uh, or the ability, the sort of the, the look that I got with my um, traditional like like I when I was a uh, this is after this period of time, but when I was a uh, at the, end, the tail end of my teenage years, I um, I really got into you know drawing with. Like a nib and ink and or you just just pens in general, like i yeah. um really loved working just in very simple you know, like yeah, I'm struggling to think of any term but pen and ink, but um like a and I really loved working in that medium, particularly for drawing um figure studies, you know like drawing like human form it just really I found it really soothing, and when I did it well, I found it incredibly satisfying um and recently I've tried to sort of get back to that but doing it digitally, but still still not utilizing the the skills that digital give me too much. They're trying to stick to the same the same pen throughout, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um and not like if if something is wrong, just trying to work with what's already on the page. Yes. Um and I feel like I've had some pretty good results with that. Like I've been drawing the the heads of random random people that I sort of follow on social media and yeah.
1: Oh that's all in traditional big. media,
0: is it? No, that's all that's all done digitally. Oh, I see. But with the same like methodology oh, of like sorry. not not allowing myself a chance to fix. I understand. Well, which obviously normally digitally you, you can definitely fix stuff.
1: Yeah, well, that's something people always ask when, um, if, if, if someone who's not really an artist catches you drawing with pen and ink or brush and ink, they say, w- what do you do if you make a mistake? And I guess often the answer is you just kind of work around it, don't you? Well, sometimes yeah. you might use white paint to cover it up if it's a really bad thing.
0: But Yeah, thank goodness for white paint.
1: Yeah, well, I know a lot of comics artists used to do that. Like, they would paint white acrylic over mistakes and just draw over it again. But maybe I've never found the right type of white acrylic, but I've always found that to be a a real pain. Like, the texture is never the same as the paper, and it always ends up looking shitty.
0: (laughs) I, I can't imagine that would be a pleasant experience. I feel like that would have to be basically just for the absolute worst mistakes.
1: Well, yeah, or well, sometimes they would do what they called paste-ups where they would draw a new thing and then glue it on top of the original drawing, which that works quite well. But then you have an edge where you've pasted the bit of drawing onto. And I've even heard some people say that they'll um, they'll use a scalpel and kind of like cut through the original drawing and the new sheet of paper with the new bit of drawing on it so that they perfectly match up and then drop the new piece of drawing into the hole made on the original wow. page. And then um, glue uh, tape that on the back of the sheet. But even so, you're going to get a join.
0: I was going to say you can never truly, um, you can never truly avoid a join.
1: No. Well, anyway, we're uh, getting kind of off topic here. One other way you tried to save uh, time was by using
0: clip art. I think you'd call it clip <laughs> art, wouldn't you? Um, technically, they were brushes. Oh. Yeah. Um PaintShop Paint Pro had a a brush tool. I can't remember what it was called exactly, but essentially what it would do is it would um it would paste JPEGs, small JPEGs um down wherever you dragged it. Um and a lot of them were of sort of simple items. There was one that sort of looked like posts on a on a fence. Uh there was one that looked like a little toy car. Oh, um, and uh, the one that I used in the very first episode, um, one that looked like a single sort of burst of flame, a single a single taper of flame, I don't know, a mm. single flame, I guess, um, that I just layered over to I think show.
1: Call it a tongue of flame. A tongue of flame.
0: There we go. A single tongue of flame. <laughs> um, and I I use that for the uh, the sort of the the punchline of the premise. Uh. The character chilton obviously imported from both real life and uh, the usual scum is uh proving how hardcore how metal he is by covering himself in petrol slash gas and uh burning himself alive
1: yeah and then he's covered in flame by the last panel and sam has just walked off while chilton screams metallica forever
0: Yes, exactly
1: I've only got the black and white versions of these comics Do you still have uh, copies with colour? I do, I have the colour originals Oh, I want to see them Ah, there it is, nice Okay See, that looks so much better than the black and white version
0: Yeah
1: And it gives it something Because the fact that it's just like black and white line drawings But then it's got this kind of More three-dimensional colour thing It kind of really works there's, yeah. I don't know, like the progression as you go down from the first panel where he's just holding a lighter with with the little flame, and then it kind of builds up as you go down the four panels. It's it's got such a kind of good, just like comics moment to moment progression in it. I really like yeah. it <laughs> more than I uh, expected to, sort of thing.
0: I yeah, I mean that's fair enough. Like it's, uh, I think it's the only one that's funny. <laughs> um i also sent over the two other instances of uh of color and the one other instance one of one other instance that there is there are there is a reuse of the flame tool on uh, the fourth episode um but if and you there's look a at little the, keyboard as well is There a little keyboard
1: yeah kevin bloody wilson is playing a keyboard
0: oh yeah there we go <laughs> i definitely wouldn't have done that by hand that must have been a tool
1: yeah, or just a little clip art thing you copied from somewhere.
0: That's me. The way I've drawn Kevin Kevin uh Bloody Wilson, he looks like uh Alan Partridge, to my money.
1: Oh yeah, he does. That's fact's actually very true. I didn't notice that. But Kevin I can Wilson repu- was actually... I
0: repurpose this.
1: <laughs> yeah, you could just rewrite it and make him Alan Partridge, but Kevin Wilson was a sort of Australian comedy singer, wasn't he? Like a comedian that sang I'm... offensive songs.
0: Probably. I never listened to any of his work. <laughs> I just, I just uh, gained a, a sort of a sense of what he might be like based on the people that were listening to him. And I just sort of made it up as I went along, which is right. what I did for so many things that I made references about. I hadn't or hadn't gotten around to seeing. Uh,
1: right, I because um, I only know of his existence because of you.
0: Yeah. He's in a similar vein to uh, Roy Chubby Brown... <laughs>
1: Right. That's not good then. No. It's not good, is it? The whole thing's not good. <laughs> not really, no. And um and then yeah, <laughs> there's the other episode where you're, you're you get some bad comments on your computer from people that writing was, in. Yeah.
0: That's uh that very much was stolen um wholesale from just a concept that I saw a lot on uh on web on webcomics. Um, which was like people sort of making a comic about complaining about, uh, email criticism that they'd received. Um, but I obviously, I wasn't putting these online. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it it didn't really, didn't really make any sense. It didn't really go anywhere. Like I,
1: not that authentic then,
0: not that authentic, not based on a real life experience
1: and you've drawn a, like an actual outline for the computer like an old style computer monitor but then in the last panel you're holding a three-dimensional colorful <laughs> striped candy cane which you're going you're about to use to smash the computer yes. <clears throat> is that another paint shop brush
0: that is another paint shop brush that's why i sent that to you
1: i well, see that's kind of funny i mean what what's good about that is that you've stopped just before you're going to attack the computer. The last panel is just you looking angry and swinging back the candy cane. I mean, that's quite sophisticated. Yeah. But none of this has the kind of anarchic, kind of silly humour that the usual scum had, where it was just like, you know, like, totally random. You know, anything can happen. Like, this, yeah. this, it's a lot more controlled, this, and I think that robs it of real belly laughs.
0: Yeah, that, that was definitely... Um... A problem that I sort of kept running into um, with this and with other projects, which was when I really tried to sort of stick something to a format, it just never felt very funny. No. Um, That was a big part of like wanting to chuck in the towel. And chuck in the towel I did.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so after eight episodes you just felt like you'd had enough. Like, this isn't really working how I wanted to.
0: I started making the ninth episode and I got three panels in and I just thought, I don't want to do this anymore, mm. and I just stopped, and that was it. Because I, I only I only worked on this over the space of about of about a week. Wow, yeah,
1: one week that shook the world. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's funny yeah, how much. similar that is to last week when I said I started to realize, in hindsight, that when I made River Business, my comic, I didn't enjoy it, and after about. 40 or 50 episodes I, I just sort of dropped it and went the hell with this i don't like it
0: 40 is roughly the same as eight <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i had to persevere to try and catch up to the usual scum but i never did
0: yeah you won't get far far in life by uh comparing yourself to the usual scum i put it that way
1: but it's kind of cool that you you know you were trying different things at least and trying to look for for a way of following up on on a on a comic that you'd already done over a hundred episodes of you know you you were actually willing to say, let's give this a go and um see if it worked
0: I think i felt I was at a point there where I was starting to think okay maybe maybe I am funny like maybe I do have that skill because i I remember by the time that I was making this i had um like i started sort of i'd started to sort of show the usual scum to. Um, like people that weren't my immediate circle of friends, but like other people. And I'd had, you know, some good feedback. And I thought, well, maybe I could do this more often. Maybe this could be a thing that I do. It was around, it was with making this comic that I really started to think about, you know, maybe this is, uh, maybe making art, maybe making comics is a thing I could do as a career. Like it starts with this comic, like, um, even though it's a, an unmitigated failure. Um I yeah, I, I I definitely just remember thinking, hmm, maybe maybe this is what I could do. And that was a thought that I hadn't really had very often at that point in my life. Fourteen years old. I was sort of just just sort of aimlessly stumbling through and it uh, leads directly into the other projects that I did afterwards. So even though most of what I make is um inspired by the usual scum. Facial hair is definitely responsible for some of the other, like comic creations and choices that I made in my life, afterwards.
1: That is kind of interesting. Yeah, it certainly uh, certainly had an impact on you, considering that you uh, only spent a week or so on it. Mm. <clears throat> I have to ask about the um, the title because you call it facial hair and. In the drawings, you've got a little goatee. Chilton's got a little mustache. Was it meant to be a kind of scum the college years type of thing? Like, hey, we're older, more mature, and things are about to get adult, (laughs) or what? What was the idea behind that?
0: Uh, It was very much like, okay, these um, the original versions of these characters were children, and now we're, we're we're fully grown. Mid, mid-aged teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got facial hair. I also remember just thinking it, like the usual scum, was a silly name, and I was tired of explaining to people why it was called that. Oh, yeah. It didn't, re- didn't really have a good punchy answer, so I thought, well, facial hair, that's that's the kind of name that you'd see in, like, a webcomic or, like, a mm. comic strip.
1: We've got facial hair, so it's called facial hair.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think from probably on some subtler level, it was, you know, sort of a nod to, you know, like, navigating difficult social interactions with disgraced Australian comedians.
1: <laughs> so in the second episode, which is titled Corbin, it's the only one that Corbin is in, that's me. And right. I think I can see that I'm supposed to have sideburns. Are those sideburns in there?
0: Yes, they are.
1: I feel like they should be a little more prominent because they could easily just be mistaken for bits of my hair.
0: Yes. Um, I... I drew the hair on top of your head first and then I was like, okay, now let's just give them some sideburns. <laughs> but I didn't really separate them or make them look any different because when you're drawing with a one pixel wide line, you don't really have a great deal of uh, scope for interpretation <laughs> of the marks you're making. No. It's pretty much as close to a, b- a binary as drawing can get. There's either a line there or, or there isn't.
1: Well, I quite like the idea that if you were going to continue this, and if you, me, and Chilton were going to be the three sort of main characters, the idea that you have a little goatee, Chilton has a sort of uh, little tash, and that I have big sideburns, that's that's quite pleasing. That's
0: that's the trifecta. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I did actually have, as you may recall at that age, I did actually have big sideburns, not really intentionally, but they were just the first facial hair that came through for me, just big mutton-chop sideburns, all natural.
0: (laughs) They're wonderful things.
1: Yeah, and uh, to this day, in my 30s, I still can't really grow a proper moustache, but at 13 I had sideburns to rival Isaac Asimov.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And and punchy uh, sci-fi literature as well.
1: I wish... Um, so there's there's a there's a Little Britain episode which is kind of funny.
0: Really dates it, but um, I still stand by exactly what I said.
1: Yeah, you didn't like Little Britain, as I recall. I did.
0: I did not like Little Britain. I and still don't like Little Britain.
1: History has kind of vindicated you on that one because nobody <laughs> likes Little Britain <laughs>
0: now. It's true. It's it's a terrible show with <laughs> no redeeming features
1: yeah so in that one you're watching the tv looking perplexed and on the screen there's a guy saying hey you're eating poo and then matt lucas in the wheelchair is eating poo and he just says yeah i know and it comes back to you in front of the tv looking even more perplexed
0: yeah that's it i mean probably the funniest episode
1: (laughs) it might have been funnier if like in the last panel instead you'd had a little kind of dim smile 3d candy cane (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but imagine if you'd been saying, like, brilliant, like, as if you were actually kind of weirdly impressed.
0: I think that um, at the time I would have not been able to bring myself to do that because I would have uh, worried that it would have just seemed like a sycophantic fan page.
1: Well, that's why it doesn't work as well as it could, because it comes across as propaganda. You, you've gone into this comic with, with uh, an agenda... You mm. want to, everyone to know how bad Little Britain is, and it comes across. And I think it makes it less funny than it could have been.
0: I mean, getting getting that message across was basically that was the, that was what this whole comic was a vehicle for.
1: Ah, okay.
0: It was I. It was born solely from my hatred for the show. Come to <laughs> think of it, I probably should have made it more uh, front and center. But you know, you learn and learn. I really enjoy. The fact that we were we were discussing the sort of use of space in these uh, comics, and a lot of it is very much wasted, I would say.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's good from a design point of view. The empty space is what makes it quite look quite cool. What do you think? Well, yeah. Like if you look on the second episode, Corbin, as discussed before, <laughs> <laughs> you you're on the left, and then you move across slightly, and then there's basically half the panel on the left is just blank, and it really it it gives you the real sense that you've crossed space. I know it sounds like a silly thing, but uh, No, it, no, you no, you're it.
0: saying it. I I I do get it. Like I I hadn't really thought about it like that so much. I that def, I definitely wasn't thinking about composition so much, but Well, that's what's um, so
1: great about a long thin panel like this is that it's it's hard to fill all the space. A square, you kind of end up filling it with a character. But this kind of layout, it it encourages the use of empty space. It kind of forces it. I'm reminded of when I was at university and we were studying book cover design and my tutor kind of said that the the tendency when you're not experienced at this is to feel as though you have to fill the cover with stuff. You have to kind of draw stuff or design stuff to cover everything. And she said, don't be afraid to leave white space even quite a lot of white space because you may be surprised how much better it looks yeah and it's so true it's something that i always come back to like space is as important as the stuff
0: (laughs) well i that's it's heartening to hear a professional like um you know decide to not decide to uh, it, it's heartening to hear the professionals sort of like highlight that because I feel like I've not heard that from any of the like art user figures that I've had in my life. So, oh okay, I mean, yeah. animation might be different, but you know, there may be something different. But I always felt like um, things that I was taught about composition were very narrow minded and very uh, not true to my understanding of things. Mm. Um, but yes, that's neither here nor there, I suppose. Hmm, well,
1: no, it is. <laughs> um, and then the final, the episode eight, the last complete episode, <laughs> I want to ask about where this came from. Actually, let's do a dramatic reading of this. I'll be the guy, you be yourself.
0: I was actually going to suggest this one for the dramatic reading, purely because it's the one with the most text. Um, I don't think we need uh, stage descriptions except for the final panel. I'm just putting that out there.
1: Well, okay, but it's Sam with this grinning, menacing-looking guy with spiky hair. Yes. It's called Immature. It is. <laughs> Let's begin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on, wait a minute. <laughs> I need to start first, don't I? Now, the reason I was confused is because the the guy who's not Sam is on the right of the panel, but he speaks first.
0: Yes. Now,
1: I'd hate to call you an amateur, but that's 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 not the best way of doing this, Sam.
0: Uh, well, the, his text is above, so I thought that was pretty...
1: I know, but it's confusing. In a comic, the person who's speaking first should be on the left. That's the first thing you learn Always. in comics
0: school. It's true. Except for Japanese comic school, where... Yeah, the first person to speak is always on the right.
1: Oh, yeah, and they're all back to front. Don't you dare open the book at the back, or you will be
0: cast out! (laughs) It's true. If you open the book at the back of the bookstore, they take it back from you.
1: (laughs) As they should. All right, okay, let's start again. This is episode eight of Facial Hair, Immature. (laughs) Hey, were you born with happiness?
0: No, of course not. Birth is a very traumatic experience for a child. I don't think anyone was born happy. Why do you ask?
1: <laughs> you prat! You said you were born without a penis. That means you're a girl. <laughs> you suck. And then they both stand there looking at each other in the third panel. And then Frowning. The f- and then in the fourth panel, the spiky-haired guy is just replaced with a big weight that says 10 ton.
0: Boy, Acme products sure do come in useful. And that's Sam with a... (laughs) No indication that Sam is responsible for it, considering he hasn't moved at all for eight uh, episodes of Comic. (laughs)
1: Hey, you moved slightly in the one that
0: I'm in. Oh, that's true. Which you get killed at the end of, sadly. I'd also like to highlight um, my... My choice of spelling, um, for the 10 ton weight, I've spelt ton in the British sense, T O N N E. Even though I, th- even though I, I remember going back and forth a lot, um, thinking, should I go for T O N, which is what you usually see in cartoons, because they're usually made by Americans. Every time I read it, my brain's like, because you don't usually see that word singularized, um, in that spelling, I, my brain's, uh, my brain always says, ah, oh, 10 ton A wow i remember thinking that my parents might be uh less proud of me if they a <laughs> saw this and b saw that i'd chosen to write ton in american sense yeah. my mother my mother in particular she's quite a stickler for english spellings
1: yeah it sounds stupid but i used to kind of think the same way it's it's confusing growing up in britain because of all this crap that you learn because i remember learning at primary school that this this is no word of a lie i remember they taught us that a billion is a million millions, and they said yes. they said in America a billion is a thousand millions, but the British billion is a million millions, and that's confused yes. me for the the whole rest of my life ever since. Yes,
0: yeah, so there's actually there's actually a word for um, what an American billion is in uh, the English way of counting, um, which is a billiard. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> which you can't <laughs> say without sounding like Boris Johnson. <laughs> We've invested over one billiard pounds into this scheme. Does the game billiards take its name from that because there's like billiards That was of balls the. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <on the table. laughs> oh, how many balls uh... are there? there must be billiards.
0: <laughs> there's, there's, there's 13.
1: <laughs> well, I can't count that high.
0: <laughs> Look at them all there group there in a, a triangle. <laughs>
1: Rolling hither and yon, ah! Oh.
0: Clacking till the clow- cows come home, till the clouds come home. Goodness, yeah. Um, no, I definitely I think about that all the time. I remember bringing it up in a physics lesson, and my uh, my my teacher, who was uh, quite a nice man, uh, sort of agreeing and then saying, "But that's not the definition we'll be using, nor is it the definition you will be using in the rest of your life."
1: <laughs> that's very <laughs> diplomatic
0: of him. <laughs> he was right. Otherwise there'd be no billionaires. And that wouldn't that be a lovely
1: world? Hmm. But they would just be billiardaires.
0: <laughs> I believe they're called billiard boys. Ooh,
1: nice. Hey. Billiardos. Let me ask you this, Sam. Yeah, maybe. Do you have any quiz questions for me?
0: I certainly do, Wilkin.
1: Oh yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they're gonna be impossible because <laughs> There are about things that you don't know. But uh let's go for it. Um what was the title of the unaired ninth episode of Facial Hair? Ooh, okay. I will give you a hint if you want it.
1: Well, yeah, of course I want it. Why would I turn that down?
0: Well, some people prefer to answer quiz questions hintless. So oh. be quiz question purists. I, I thought you know. were such a person. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh I am embarrassed about the title, and it's a word that has historically been used both as a derogatory and a non-derogatory one.
1: Damn it, Sam, you will not get me to say the N-word on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Not this time, buddy.
0: No, it's not that.
1: So it's just one word? Yep. Okay, because I was about to say, I was going to do the who wants to be a millionaire thing of kind of figuring it out. And I was going to say, oh, well, most of the titles are, are only one word. They're very simple. You know, you've got yeah, yeah, yeah. Chilton, Corbin, Little Britain, Correspondence, Immature. So, OK, I already knew it would probably just be one word. Um, OK, Oh, Sam, I'm not sure I want like I'm not sure I want to just take a random guess because then I'm just saying an offensive word <laughs> for no reason.
0: I've sort of painted you into a corner on that front. Uh, let me know if you want me to, if you want to give in the, throw in the towel, or if you want me to do anything else. But I feel like I can't give you any more information without giving the game away.
1: Was it? Was the title Divi? <laughs> because people used to say that at school. They used to go, uh, "You're a Divi," and ask, it was actually pretty offensive. Uh,
0: div, 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 div.
1: You, you know what that was short for, don't you?
0: I don't. Please tell me now that I've already said it. Oh, I don't know. I was hoping you would. Oh, is I think it's short for divination. It implies sort of latent psychic abilities.
1: Uh, I thought it was short for dividends, as in you're really paying dividends.
0: <laughs> Return on investment.
1: You got to tell me, Sam. Come on. What was the title?
0: The title of episode nine of Facial Hair was "Gay."
1: Oh, that's not so bad.
0: No, but it was at a time where that word was uh, definitely being bandied around by uh, people that shouldn't be, and was used as a hurtful word as opposed to just a descriptive word. Do you
1: think school kids still use the word "gay" in a derogatory, like a sort of lazy derogatory
0: sense? Uh, No, I think they use different. I think they have different points of um, different points of reference. I Mm. think that um, yeah, I think that. uh, I think that they the the kids of today are more interested with um you know, m- mocking their peers uh, on issues such as uh you know, low engagement for their, their TikTok videos. Oh. God, I sound, I sound about ninety years old, don't I? But <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh ratioed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sub tweet. Sorry, sub X.
1: Wow. Great. Okay, well that was painful. What's the next question? <laughs>
0: you you thought that was bad when I started to make facial hair how many episodes did I initially plan to be in a season
1: there were going to be seasons of this thing (laughs) yes okay um, a set number per season well because it's digital I'm going to say and because you were trying to make it easier on yourself I'm going to say that maybe you planned for there to be 10 per season
0: Yes. Uh, that's actually correct. Nice. Get in. And pretty much exactly my uh my my thought and feeling about it as well. Question number 3. Who was going to be the fourth character in this particular franchise?
1: You mean after me, you and children.
0: Correct. I I had intentions of uh, utilizing a fourth character, I just I got sidetracked by Uh, spilling bile towards Kevin Bloody Wilson and uh, Little Britain.
1: well so this came a bit after Scum maybe there was a new guy who had come along in your life who you wanted to be uh, a part of it who hadn't been a part of the usual Scum I mean I'm gonna assume it's not Robert because he's in it and that would be too obvious so who were you really hanging out with at the time who was your new bud on the block Wait a minute, I know who it was. Go on. Was it Taron?
0: It was Taron.
1: Oh, I am absolutely nailing this quiz.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Taron McMillan, the world's worst child.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is a bit Uh, harsh, Sam. Why did uh, he never make uh, it in? You just didn't get around to it?
0: Well, the thing is... You look at episode eight, Immature. I initially was, impl- was intending to, for this to be Taron's, uh, character design. Oh, but then halfway through, I, I sort of thought of this like joke that I was going to do. And, uh, I edited it. I went back and I changed what I was going to do with the episode. Cause and, cause I just didn't thought I didn't like, I wanted to make that joke more than I wanted to like, get the character out. Um, And yeah, I was, uh, yeah, uh, Taron was was meant to be in this episode. I was meant, I was going to do something else about like, I can't even remember what, but I remember that this started out one way and then, and you can also, if you take a look, I I don't know how good the quality of the image you're looking at is, but can you see where the bottom of the guy's uh, left body line uh, hits the bottom of the panel?
1: Yeah, I see it.
0: Can you see how there's like a bit of like sort of weird debris around there?
1: Yeah, you've edited it in from somewhere.
0: Yeah, exactly. I I'd, I'd sort of cut and pasted them a little bit um, because I'd started... To, or I, I cut something out. There was there was some additional peripheral bit of Taron that I had uh, removed there. But not, oh, okay. not well.
1: Taron was like your your new best friend for like a couple of weeks, even to the point where you started to draw him into your creative projects. Like... I, I believe that he started to um, make his own little animations alongside you. Did he? Yeah, don't you remember? He, because um, you you uh, you you um, were doing those little animations under the name Shark Enterprises, and he started oh, a, a sister company called Star Enterprises, and he started making his own animations. I remember Shark Enterprises. Oh yeah, or maybe we should wow. do an episode on Shark Enterprises. <laughs>
0: I mean that that's a there's a, a wealth of uh, material there,
1: exactly. But I guess oh. you know, Taryn's not around anymore, and yet here I still am, all these years later. Who's who's <laughs> who's your real best friend, Sam? Huh?
0: <laughs> well, it's you, Corbin. You know that. Um, but uh, no, Taryn Taryn belongs in the uh, in the annals of hateful history. Oh. and uh, assumably is still an irritating 15-year-old boy living in Colchester. <laughs> um,
1: he still goes to that same school.
0: Yeah, he's never really progressed beyond beyond that point.
1: That's nice, a nice real,
0: He's got some growing up to do.
1: Well, actually, you've. Uh, is that the end of the quiz?
0: Yeah, so you've got two out of three. Well done.
1: That's bloody good. As Meatloaf said, two out of three ain't bad.
0: Did he say that? I thought he said, um, this is cool "Stew your face.
1: Damn, that was Lemmy. Oh. So sick of you getting those two mixed up.
0: <laughs> but what they I wanted to look ask... like a loaf of meat to me.
1: Uh, I guess that's true. Well, Lemmy kind of looked more like a piece of beef jerky or something. <laughs> but um yeah, no, what I wanted to ask about the that last episode before we ended up reading it was that 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 joke. Were you born with happiness? Was that something you made up, or did someone actually say that to you, like genuinely trying to trick you?
0: Well, the strange thing is when I was, uh, this is going back to when I was in primary school that I first heard this joke. Um, and like so often I would hear the guy that would, um, the guy that would like, he'd sort of come up with this concept or heard this concept. He would point it at people, and people would just say yes. And he would be like,
1: uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean it's not something you'd immediately answer no to is it
0: yeah <laughs> i I was i i remember thinking oh god this this is gonna work unless i'd say no and then i thought well it would be funny if i said no in a really sort of like sophisticated and mature fashion
1: <laughs> right so someone at your primary school actually tried to do this to you yeah okay it's kind of like my sister used to come up to me and say, hey, do you lick-a-dick-a-day? And I would just, yeah. <laughs> I would just say, what? Do you lick-a-dick-a-day? And I'd say, I don't know what you're saying. I don't, I don't know. And she would say, just say yes. <laughs> Why would I just say yes? I don't know what you're saying. It was just a poor attempt to, to, to prank me.
0: You were like, mom, guess what he said? Corbin <laughs> said he like... licks a
1: dick-a-day. Right, Corbin, out of the house. No more licking dicks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This day or any other day, henceforth.
1: Yep. Okay.
0: (laughs) I'm imagining your sister coming up to you and you're doing like very important, like financial work. (laughs) She's just sort of dancing around with a jester's cap on.
1: And one of those like sticks with a small version of her own <laughs> head with a smaller justice cap on that she's waving around.
0: Answer <laughs> me these riddle three.
1: <laughs> that is so dumb. Okay, Sam, if you were to consider reviving this project now, <laughs> would would you? And would, what would you do differently?
0: Uh, no. Okay, no. well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned from my I've learned from my mistakes and that's um, well that's okay with me
1: Yeah but maybe a digital comic with some uh, funny clip art in there you, know, could, you could do something with that
0: I would say that this this comic in particular, there's another one later that we'll get to but this comic in particular made me realise that I never ever wanted to make digital comics um, in a long term sense um, I've I've had a couple of uh, instances afterwards where I've done stuff very quickly, but trying to do things that were uh, of any level of polish. And sadly enough, this was my idea of polish back then. Um, yeah, no, I, I I wouldn't want to try and do I wouldn't want to try and do this sort of like little funny comic. Uh, doing this comic um, made me realise that like it was a lot easier to be funnier if I was working on pen and paper because I could just put down the immediacy of like what I was thinking and feeling straight away and just like put it in there, whereas particularly this time when I was working with a mouse but even since, I always find somehow, working digitally, just like it's too much of a, of a remove to make things easily funny that's Now maybe that will change in the future like maybe that's something that I'll get to a point where I've got such a high level of comfort with working in the format that I'll just be like, yep, here you go, that's funny but I haven't got there yet.
1: No, okay. Well, that kind of gives me reassurance that I've been right over the years to not really try to make comics digitally because, yeah, it's ultimately like... um, And when I say digitally, sorry, I mean like doing the Control-Alt-Delete thing of like reusing assets and just repeating characters because... Mm. um, yeah, it stops you being able to really be spontaneous and draw exactly what you need. You, you it's quick and convenient, but you are really st- stuck with what you've got. You're like really limited to just repeating things.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, or like, and it, it becomes it becomes a sort of a crutch as well. Uh, yeah. You know, because it's like, well, I've got this, so I can just use this, and this will work well enough, as opposed to like creating it fresh, but.
1: Yeah, and it forces you into a particular sort of comedy as well, I suppose.
0: Yes, it does. Hmm.
1: Okay, well, what do you say we stick this thing on the
0: cringe league table? All right, yeah, let's do it. Uh, hit me with those questions.
1: Well, how many nostalgia points out of 100 would you give this? How nostalgic are you on a scale of 1 to 100? Uh, I give this 19 damn, Sam, that's some low nostalgia, I mean for you, that's very low, yeah, you're quite a nice marker usually what why are you so unnostalgic for this thing <laughs> uh
0: it doesn't it doesn't elicit any feelings in me um that are positive oh. like I you know it it sort of makes me chuckle a little bit like doing a read of it with you and you know, I think that the first episode is kind of funny, but um, I think most of it is just. It, it it has the same feeling to me as um, those those columns that you get in sort of Sunday newspapers by someone who shouldn't have a job anymore, where they just sort of talk about something that they have a gripe with, and you just think are you, you're being paid a lot of money and you're not really offering anything. You're basically just having a bit of a whinge. Right. Think of that. So I don't really have them that much fondness for it, even even at the best of times. So yeah, I give it a, I give it a nineteen nostalgia and i think that's being generous to be honest
1: you you wanted something you wanted to create something that was zero effort and you succeeded is what you're telling me <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> zero effort zero reward
1: yeah well that is a, certainly a lesson in that um okay how cringy is <laughs> that'll <it>? show you <laughs> on a scale of one to 100 how much do you cringe
0: well corbin you're going to uh be blown over by what i'm about to say but i give this 18 cringe
1: okay now sam if i'm i'm not a maths expert but according to my calculations that gives us a, an overall score of one yeah that's one right point. one point sam that's that's not very high it's not it's almost like you hate facial hair <laughs> <laughs> now then i guess it would be minus numbers you like it just barely
0: yeah, I I do I do reserve the right to give something a minus number if I believe it deserves it. Oh yeah, as the as the year, but uh, no, it it only just um, justifies its existence, and that's a loose only just.
1: Ooh, I think I like it more than you.
0: Yeah, uh, let's, let's 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 spin that particular apple. Hypothetically, what would you? Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> what would I do with it? Yeah, or what would I score it?
0: both i want i want the answers to both
1: i don't know what i would do with it i'd just i i'd take the kind of format and i'd try and just um you know do something a bit better with it (laughs) (laughs)
0: like i make it funny
1: (laughs) i like the format i like the design i like the way it's put together but you know it's just like the comedy is it's it's very basic and
0: it's that most uh, disheartening <laughs> of things where every part of it individually is charming and it comes together to make a uh, pile of old socks.
1: I could use the composition. I could use the kind of, like, yeah, graphically, design-wise. There's something there that I would um definitely, I, I could run with. But, I mean, in terms of the content, it's, you know, it's 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 pretty basic strip comedy.
0: It really is. I... Is, I, I just I don't really have anything good to say to it. I found more good to say about it than I thought I would. I'll put it that way.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay. Um, I, re- I really I didn't expect to have a lot to say about uh, about this. And I sort of, uh, connections formed in my mind about the things I was feeling at that time and what I went on to do immediately afterwards. That I wasn't even hugely cognizant of making those choices at the time. They definitely were the choices that I made from the interactions I had with this process, but... <laughs> And that—that's why it doesn't get a negative score in my mind. Look, like I—I sure. I think this is a bad comic, and if it weren't for the fact that I'm just such a, a completionist in keeping the things that I make, for the most part, I would have—I uh, would have dumped this to the uh, the digital shred.
1: Wow, abandoned to the netherworld where comics go <laughs> to true. die.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, okay, that's interesting, yeah, and I mean, if I was to give it a score, it would probably end up as an overall score of around 20, you know. Well, you're I, very kind. I can't say I'm hugely nostalgic for it, but there's also not much to cringe about, really, for me, anyway. I mean, I don't know why I'd cringe about it, I had nothing to do with it.
0: Well, it's it's just uh, cringe by association, is it, like, to have your name uh, slandered <laughs> by, by by being included in such a thing, it's... Um... That's not good for anybody, is it?
1: Cringe by association. <laughs> hey, I come off quite well in this. The only thing I really do is draw a picture that we can't see and then kill you by stabbing you through the head. <laughs>
0: yes. And you have a backup pen, which shows you're already a better artist than I am.
1: Oh, that's a pen. I never got that. I've killed yeah. you with the pen. Oh, right. Okay. I just yeah, thought it was like... like... um.
0: Like I dared to rather. ask you what you were drawing at a time when you were feeling vulnerable about uh, what you were drawing, so you you uh, punctured my head with a with one of your drawing implements to the point that I'm um, skewered up on the wall. Yeah, it's quite in graphic. The,
1: in the background, presumably, because you look quite small. <clears throat>
0: yes, yeah, that was um, one of my forced perspective shots that I was known known for in the comic scene.
1: Beautiful stuff. Thanks. Trump loyal. Um. so what are we going to talk about next time like I know we discussed that this might be a shorter episode so maybe we could talk about another one of yours but uh, well we're an hour and 20 minutes in so it's not that short
0: I think yeah no I think that we can get to we can get to my next one when we get to it Um, plus I think if we follow uh, this
1: up immediately I feel like we might end up like there's the same there's, ground maybe
0: there's um there's strands that I do want to follow because I do believe the next thing that I will talk about um is very much um is very much a thing that like c- comes from the same place of uh place of intent as this um but went a very different way with it um but yes. yeah i uh no next time I think that we should talk about one of our one of our joint projects.
1: Definitely. Okay. Um, well, yeah. To get away from comics, <clears throat> you know what I'm excited to talk about? What? Sun City.
0: Oh yeah. You want to do it? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about Sun City. Sun City. This sh- Sun City baby.
1: Illustrated novella, short story. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'd say uh, I'd say short story. I-, I don't think it's more than about five thousand words tops.
1: But it was very ambitious for its length.
0: I was. <laughs> tries to tackle some stuff. real heavy, heavy stuff. The
1: biggest subject. Absolutely. Okay, I look forward to it. Hey, you have yourself a great day, week, month, and even year. Yeah. Well, th- oh, thank you. All right, bye. That's Juvenilia. JuveniliaPodcast at gmail.com.
0: He's the juvenile. And I'm the app.
1: Okay. See
0: you, Sam. (laughs) See you.